Welcome to Younger, Smarter, Better. This is episode 13. We're going to be diving into the topic of time management. Now, we've started kind of like a little mini-series here in season two. We've started all about planning and getting different types of plans. We are talking about that um, an episode or two ago. Our last episode, we talked all about goal setting and a little bit more in depth on why you should do it, what effects goal setting has, and then really in, in depth of how you go about goal setting. And as we were talking about that, I would suggest listening to the episode before you do this one. It, you don't have to. These episodes, all of YSB episodes are basically, you can watch them all or listen to them all by themselves. But these two, these topics kind of go hand in hand because the first step that I would say for making for planning out your time, for scheduling your time, is setting goals. That's generally the way that I go about all of these systems are systems that I've used, that I've experimented with, things that I've studied. I, I like to only really broadcast things that I've experimented and had experience with because it's easier for me to, you know, talk about it and it's, you know, I actually know that it's working. I'm not just talking about crap. So what, what I'm saying here is basically that these systems have, I've been using them for a little bit and I don't necessarily use these all the time. This isn't my exactly every single day I wake up and I start managing my time. Although I do generally keep it on a weekly schedule, there are some weekends and something like I go on a trip or something and I'm gone for the weekend and I can't sit down and have my normal planning time. And I actually, one of the things that I notice when I go about and do that, whenever I have some sort of trip or something that happens on my normally scheduled time to do time management, it gets put off. And then when it gets put off, the rest of the week kind of gets put on hold almost because when you go through and you set down your plan you set down your goal and when you're going to do things each and every week you are have you have one you have a defined plan of what's going to happen and when so when you that time comes up it's so much easier to actually get that thing done because one you've planned around it you have this set in your mind that you're going to go down you're going to sit down and do this thing you have the resources basically in your mind you've already set in the future a time that you're going to do this thing and it makes it a lot easier to do that thing when a time comes up but if you don't do that if you don't have that intention if you don't set that in the first place you're basically just kind of when the time comes up and you're like oh crap i've got an essay to do and then you're like in this oh crap oh crap oh crap i gotta do it i gotta do it you gotta do it you're unprepared and then all these other things sort of pop up and then you're like oh crap i had this friend's party that i was gonna go to all these sorts of things time management is about organizing all those things so nothing really overlaps unless it needs to unless there's certain things it's about giving each thing its own time it's about letting it like be your main focus. It's about not being distracted or multitasking, saying, oh, I'm going to do this essay while I call my friend, while I watch this show sort of thing. It's saying, okay, I've got this amount of time in the day. I've got this essay. If I focus on it, I'll be able to knock it out in 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and then I can call my friend or we can come over, watch a show with me, or I can watch my show later. These sorts of things are kind of what time management is. It's about giving each thing its focused and individual time so you can do better at it and so that you don't have to worry about not having the time. Of course, one of the things that I say, and I say frequently, is that life seems to show up. <laughs> and it's something that I've noticed in my life only because of the amount of chaos. And I feel like life is a little bit of chaos. It just kind of pops in there. It's like, hello, it's time for you to do your dishes. I don't know. Stuff like that. Just random things that will pop up and you'll be like, oh, okay, I guess I'm doing this now. So, and when time management, that's the one thing that I find uh, the most difficult, I guess, would be to say is the things that pop up randomly and you're like, oh, I guess we're taking out the trash for the next two hours. And these things are like, um, I wasn't planning for this. There's the the unplannable things. Those are the things that I find the hardest when it comes to time management because they seem to 
quote-unquote throw things out of balance. And one of the things that's interesting is that you can actually plan around it. I haven't exactly figured out to an exact science, but I figured out some general things that really help with being able to deal with the spontaneous, basically. Um, so we'll go through kind of like, first off, we'll go through the importance of time management, what time management is. So time management, as I said, is kind of setting down on your calendar or giving things focus time, focus parts of your energy in your day. And you're saying, okay. And what I do is I generally focus on time management on a weekly basis because that seems to be how I live my life. Um, between like how changing house schedules and switching houses and then school and this, that, and the other, a week is a good amount of time to look forward and be like, it's, it's relatively close. And it's also something that it's just far enough ahead that you can actually prepare for it and plan for it. And these are the sorts of like, it's basically, it's as close to today as it needs to be without feel like anything. It's two months in the future. So you can also, I did experiment with doing for one month planning or three month planning. The problem is that it's harder to set deadlines and it's harder to set like, I'm going to work out from five to nine sort of thing. Because we're, when we're talking about time management, we're talking more about your hour to hour basis instead of your day to day basis. It's goals, goal planning and this, um, the other types of planning are really good for a day to day basis or a like week to week basis, especially with goal setting, be like, okay, I'm going to read like 10 pages this day or this like 10 pages this day and whatnot. But with time management, it's all about the actual hours on the day. So you're like, okay, I can read 10 pages for 30 minutes at this time to this time, basically. And that's what makes time management different than the other categories is because it's so specific. It's so down to the hour kind of deal. And when it goes through that, what, what does that help with? It makes it it makes you get all of the important things you want to do down on your calendar. It makes it basically the process of getting things on your calendar makes you put it more in your life. You're you're allowing and widening your focus on what you want to do. So if you have a project, an assignment or something like that, and you're like, I don't want to, I, honestly, you don't want to do it, but you found that like sitting down and focusing on it, you can knock it out in 30 minutes. You'll be surprised. I have like a lot of things on my to-do list. You won't be surprised about that, but you'll be surprised that like I find, or I'm surprised at least, that I find that the ones that I fear the most are the ones that are the easiest, or not necessarily the easiest, the ones that I didn't expect to take that long. Like I'll be like, okay, I've got this big thing I've got to do. It's this current event. It's due every week. I have it on my calendar. I push it off here. I push it off there. And then I go through and I actually sit down and do it and it only takes 15 minutes. I'm like, why did I waste all the time that I was thinking, oh, this is such a huge thing. It only took me 15 minutes of sitting down and focusing on it. Now, of course, other people are like, oh, you know, current events take me 50 minutes. Well, it takes you 50 minutes if you're one, like watching a show at the same time. You're not actually focusing on th- This is one of the things. Time management requires focus. It requires focus to plan. It requires focus to actually enact the plan and these sorts of things. So the Kind of the idea is you're getting a mindset of what you want to do and when you're going to do it. Now, how we go about that is a little bit interesting. So the first step, as I was saying earlier in the beginning, is that you kind of have to set goals first. You don't have to. This like You can use time management without goal setting. Perfectly fine. Acceptable. You'll enjoy it nonetheless. But what goal setting does is it allows you to set some objectives. It allows you to set some of your bigger goals, your dreams, your your big lifestyle you want to have in the future and you're bringing it to today and you're allowing yourself to work towards that and it's great and that's what I really enjoy about it so what I do is I set my goals for you know we were talking about last episode the like 10 year 5 year 3 year 90 day breaking it down to 
90 day, one month goals, and then one month goals to one week goals. And that's what we're doing. We're bringing it down from one month to one week. And as I was saying earlier, sometimes weeks just go by and it's really fast and it feels really weird because you're like, look back and like, wow, I feel like it was Monday yesterday. How is it Monday again? (laughs) These sorts of things will come up. Time management really helps prevent that from feeling like, oh, I'm just losing all this time. It's like sand just going through your fingertips sort of thing. So the first step is, as I was saying, setting goals. What do you, and really, it's not just setting goals. It's what you have to do. What do you want to do? It's getting down the intention. What is the ideas of what you plan to do? It's what do you want to do? What do you have to do? And then what your goals are. Those three things, I would say. And then any events. So what you want to do would include events with friends, movies, um, shows, even your free time, those sorts of things, things you have to do are your assignments, your tests, um, different work projects, that sort of thing. And then th- your goals, obviously, are your goals, things you want to like, if you have a reading, um, like you want to read X amount of books, or you want to reach this many miles, how much training you have to do, how do you get one step closer towards those goals. And that's really all the things here. So the first step is just listing out everything. You're just saying, okay, here's my list. And my list tend to be, when it comes down to weekly, if you add weekly goals to like all of the things, I just kind of list it out probably like 20, 15 to 20, maybe 30, 40, on the high end, 40 to 30 items and different things. And then what you do is you look at that thing and you're like, okay, here's the list of the things that I want to do or I have to do or I'm going to do this week. Now what you do is you plan the inevitable activities first. The inevitable ones are the ones that are like going to school. I actually, on my calendar, I have going to school from 6.45 in the morning, which is when I have to leave for the bus, to 3 o'clock because that's when I get back from the bus. And I have that scheduled on my calendar every weekday that I'm going to school so that I know this is the time I'm at school, this is the time that I'm here. And this is an inevitable activity. I mean, of course, I could skip and, you know, some days I show up late when I have the option to but you know for the most part it's an inevitable activity it's something i have to do it's a requirement i have that i have upkept with society that i am not going to skip out at 16 or whatever (laughs) so that's kind of one of the inevitable ones also clubs if you have any like clubs activities these are your regular things these are the things that like on your weekly schedule oh i've got yoga on monday you've got that there you've got that listed every single monday you've got yoga at this time for me it's gamer club i've got gamer club on thursdays i know that this time is when it ends so i know this time is when i get picked up this is what time i get home a lot of the times when i go through planning i also include travel time in that because then i know it's like oh you know i've only got like one hour of this thing from here to here but then you forget oh crap i've got to drive to 20 minutes to get there and then I've got to drive 20 minutes back and then your whole plan see one of the things that time management a lot of people don't allow for is life uh, and it's really kind of the buffer in between things a lot of people are like oh here's my plan I'm going to work from one to three and then from three to four I'm going to eat food and then from four to five I'm going to do this I'm going to read this book or this that and the other and that's great and that's what I did for a long time and this is something I didn't understand I was like I would set down these plans it's great great you've got these plans and everything but here's the problem if you're expecting at that point it takes like uh, I want to say the last time I checked the number it takes about 14 minutes to switch from task to task so it's about 15 minutes or so where your brain has to mentally switch and disengage from one activity and re-engage into another activity so that time frame right you're starting off you're saying okay from this time to this time it takes to disengage and stuff but then you also in today's day and world we live 
in a pool, in a flood of distractions. And it's kind of amazing. When I've been tracking my time, I've been realizing just how much it costs me to look at Instagram, even for a second. Because like we were saying, it takes 15 minutes for you to disengage and re-engage into things like that. Well, that time doesn't necessarily change when you're looking at Instagram or something. Like pulling out your phone, you're disengaging from whatever task you're doing, and then you have to engage in Instagram or whatever program. For me, it's Instagram or Reddit. Reddit is really bad for me. Uh, just because I love it so much. (laughs) Um, But different things like Facebook, all these different programs, even like things like Netflix, all these things you're like, okay, yeah, simple email, just open it up, pop it up for a second. You're like, okay, yeah. But when you're doing that, when you're saying, when you're feeding that, when you press that notification, right, you're disengaging your brain for wherever you are right now and you're re-engaging into this thing or whatever it is, this distraction that's popped up in the middle of your other time. And then your brain disengages from that and then you have to re-engage it and it costs you actual mental energy, time, and focus. And that time adds up. If you look at, if you were to track your time, I swear, if you were to do this, if you were to do this, you don't have to do this. It's a lot of work to do this. But if you were to sit down and track your time from your days and say maybe even just one day, if you were to track one day and see how much time you spend looking at your phone, looking at social media, this sort of thing, that sort of thing, you will realize how much it adds up over the day. You're like, okay, yeah, five minutes here and there, not too bad. But it's never really five minutes, is it? It's five minutes to open it, to do the one thing that you were thinking about. Oh, I wanted to see how um, Susie's birthday was. I want to check up on that. So you open it, you scroll through, you find it. Okay, great. That took like maybe five minutes at most. And in today's world, it probably takes like two seconds. But then you scroll down, and then you scroll down, and then you scroll down. And now you're stuck in this loop because that's what it's made. Anyway, we're talking about we're talking about time management. We're not talking about social media. Anyway, the whole point to say was that time, little little time potholes make up a huge chunk of your day you just don't realize it and these little things add up over time and tracking your time seeing how you actually spend your day will give you a better representation of what actually goes down and this was all part of the idea of buffers right so buffering is really the space in between two things it's kind of like think of your um your car bumper basically each activity is kind of like a car bumper in a line and you don't want each car to be like right up next to each other right because if you do then you could damage each activity you won't get enough time for each one they could run into each other you could crash their that's not a pleasant feeling. So you, what you do is you have buffer. You have space in between each activity. You have space in between each thing. And allowing enough space allows you to say, okay, maybe I need to take up a little bit more time with this activity. I thought it was going to be done by now, but I'm not. Um, then what you could do is you could say, okay, yeah, I have time to go say hi to a friend or I have time to go grab a snack or something like that. And then you have time in between these activities because there's things that will pop up like, oh, hey, can you help me with this thing? And then you're disengaged from your activity, come back five minutes later, and now you're like, oh, crap. I wasn't planning for this to happen or, oh, crap, this thing, these these random things that pop up, life just kind of happens, right? And it gets not in the way. It just gets in addition to everything else that's going on. And then you're only – when you're going through and you're sitting down your plan, you shouldn't be sitting down and saying, okay, in a perfect world, it would only take me five minutes to do this assignment because I'd sit down and focus and get it done, right? No, you should just say, in a realistic world, that's what you're doing. When you're sitting down and you're looking at your list of activities and things you want to do, your goals and all that stuff, you say, in a realistic world – how much time does it take me to do this? And then give yourself like a five, 10 minute buffer in between each activity. Um, another thing that's interesting with this, and I've got a whole bunch of different things on that. So the really first step, setting down your goals. Second step is actually putting on the calendar. Ta-da. It's not, it's not super hard, but it's each individual task of going through and setting it. So the first thing we're talking about was setting the inevitable. That's, that's the second step. 
The third step is having some fun, throwing in all the fun activities, the going out to movie with friends, going and sitting down playing games. These are the things I actually have play games on my calendar every single day. I have a repeating activity. Just as I have the same activity for school, I have a repeating activity that's school. I have the same thing for playing games, for watching movies, these sorts of things that I have fun and I enjoy doing. I have them on my calendar. I even have sometimes like having food with family. These are the sorts of things I throw in there. Why? Because it gives you a realistic expectation of what else is out there. So your inevitable activities are things like school, work, clubs, all this sorts of stuff. And then your spontaneous activities, maybe you're like going out to eat or having fun activities, playing games, these sorts of things. You want to throw that on there. Why? Because now you're when you're going down to setting down to work, a lot of people, what they do is they look at their calendar like, oh, I look at all this time I have to work. But that's not really how much time you have. You still have to have fun. You have to relax. You have to do work. You have to do all these other sorts of things that aren't specifically the one activity you sit down. You're like, oh, on my calendar? Psh, sure, I've got plenty of time on Tuesday. I can do that. You forgot you're having dinner. That takes time. You have like to put down your stuff. You got to do this thing. You're planning on watching that one show. Man, now that time that you set to do that one activity, that like report or essay that you had to do on that one day, now there's not a lot of time to do that. That's what we're doing. First step is we're setting a realistic expectation of what you are already doing in your life, what to do to have like a fun life, to get things done, and to live a normal life basically. And then what we're doing is we're coming up with not the free time. It's kind of the time in between those activities, the time in between getting home from school and playing games or eating dinner. Now that is the time that you have to work and to do things. As long as you have enough fun time, enough time to set aside to do fun activities, the things you're looking forward to, that's when you can start like actually sitting down and doing work. And one of the things that I found this interesting system because I was reading about this, it was basically that a lot of people, when they go through, and the reason they procrastinate is because they fear that they're not going to have enough time to do fun things. And what this does is it kind of takes that energy away from procrastination. Is you're kind of saying, I'm going to have fun at this time and this time. Now, I have only this amount. I only, I'm saying I'm going to play games at 7 o'clock. I'm not going to work past 7 o'clock. I only have an hour now to finish this essay. I can finish it in an hour essay in an hour. I'm not going to procrastinate because I know that in 7 o'clock, when 7 o'clock comes around, if I'm not done my essay, it's a waste of time for me to not play games. So that's sort of the thing coming down. The third or the fourth step, rather, is what you should do. These are your different assignments saying, okay, I've got an essay due Friday. I should probably work on it here. I actually have an essay due Friday. I showed up on Monday. The teacher's like, you've got an essay due Friday. And I'm like, I didn't know about this because I was gone the past two days. Uh, okay. So then I showed up and I'm like, okay, essay due Friday. Printed, handed in Friday on that time. So I've got Thursday is the day that I have to be done. I have to spend some sort of time being done on Thursday. A lot of people were like, okay, Thursday comes around. They're just going to write the five paragraph essay then. And then I, what I'm doing is I'm saying, okay, Wednesday, I've got, I don't have to show up to school until 1135. Today's Wednesday, by the way. I don't have to show up to school until 1135. Anyway, regardless. So what I'm doing is I'm saying, okay, I'm going to write two paragraphs this day. I'm going to write two paragraphs this day. I'm going to proofread it this day. I'm going to turn it in, print it, submit it then. So you're kind of saying, okay, these are the things that outside of playing games, outside of going to school, these are the activities I'm going to do. I'm going to record this episode. I'm going to edit this thing. And these are the sorts of things for your fourth step, which is planning out what you should do. Now, interesting enough, we have to add a fifth category. Step number five, how are you going to grow and relax? Now, I said we already have fun activities, but that's not necessarily relaxation. So what I do is I also have a little bit of fun. These are like, it could be, you could have multitask here. This is kind of a category in addition to have fun. 
it's kind of like have fun is one thing and then relax is another. A lot of people, it could be both. Time is the same time. You're like sitting down to read a book in the afternoon is something you enjoy and something that you relax to. So this is kind of an additional thing for growth. I consider that exercise, that's your reading books, these other sorts of activities, things that help you grow and learn could be listening to this podcast right now. This could be a part of your time that you set aside to grow, to learn, to do that sort of thing. And that's kind of like the last step I would suggest for sitting down and go and setting down your schedule and setting down your time. Now, I've got a whole bunch of different things I want to go through, but I realized that it would take a little bit longer. It probably is worth an episode in and of itself of all the tips and all the specifics and getting down really down to like the minute hand part of time management. So I think I'm going to go through and do that in another episode, probably the next episode. I'm going to sit down. I've got a lot of different things that will really help out that go in addition to this episode, but I don't feel like there's enough time to cover them and give them the time that they actually deserve for this episode. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope that this episode was really helpful, that it helps you grow and learn about time management, at least from a a whole view from looking at it from like a week to week match. When you got an idea of how you're going to sit down and go through time management, try it out a little bit, you know, experiment with a little bit, say, okay, maybe I'll try time management this week. See how it goes. Maybe you'll see, okay, I like this part. I don't like this part. You can change it up a little bit. That's what I do is I'll say like, huh, interesting system. I'm going to try it out for a week or I'm going to try it out for two weeks. I'm like, okay, cool. I like it. I'm going to modify it a little bit so it better fits me. That's kind of the system I go through. Well, anyway, I wanted to say that and also thank you so much for the continued support. I mean, the podcast is doing absolutely amazing and I've been felt so much better after I decided to not do the blog and video because I realized of how much time I was spending on that. That's another thing we're going to get through is the 80-20 principle on how you're spending your time versus the things you're getting out of spending your time. I was realizing I was spending 66% of my time on the podcast was spent to get 7% of viewers, which was like the one or two that would each blog or video would get. So I'm not doing that. I've decided that that's not an inefficient use of time, and I'm rather spending it on the specific podcast itself. So congratulations, we're podcast time. Anyway, thank you so much for the continued support. I absolutely love it, and I hope that I'm helping you in some way, shape, or form. And as always, stay on Groover Knowledge. Mm-hmm.